welcome you sexy goddess to the sweetest little life. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. I'm an author, yogi, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist specializing in trauma. My passion is to bring you wisdom each week with amazing guests to spark integration of all parts of yourself, to nurture your spirit, stimulate the mind, and love your body just a little bit more with each episode that drops. If you love this podcast and want more amazing resources for spiritual growth and holistic healing, make sure to download our app, The Sweetest Little Life, or head to the website, thesweetestlittlelife.com. Grab your favorite cup of tea or throw on your yoga pants and head for a walk while we hang out for the next 30 minutes of Soul to Soul Connection. With the new moon approaching in April, and this is going to be such a powerful one, I thought, what better guest than an expert in manifestation? And I love stories. And one of the reasons that I like to share stories and ask people their journeys on the show is because I want you as the audience to really align and hear your story and someone else's and hope that that gives you a recipe of hope and inspiration to keep going, even if right now you feel flatlined or feel like you keep hitting dead ends, because some of us have been through the ringer and come out in these magical, most magnificent ways, and you are no different. So today on The Coach, we have a mindset and manifestation coach, and she is also also the host of her own podcast, The Manifest Edit Podcast, and the creator of The Vibes Method for Aligned Manifestation. What I love about this is her mission is to empower and teach ambitious women how to stop playing small and access their innate magic so they can expand their current reality. She's super passionate about helping women create their own permission slips for the extraordinary life that they want. And to stop playing small, like you do not have to play small sister. So this is going to serve as a really practical example for you because her story is genuinely just touched my heart. And one of the reasons I wanted to have her on the show was because she is a walking example of really pulling out. She was orphaned at 14 and was grappling with mental illness and chronic pain. And then she moved overseas and built her soul-aligned life. She literally picked up by herself and went and started over, something that takes so much courage and bravery. And she is just has so many words of wisdom for you today. So I'm really excited for you to tune in. And so I would love to start off and introduce you. Like I said, hearing your journey, hearing your story, hearing what got you doing the work that you're doing today, and what were the hiccups along the way? Yeah, absolutely. So um, where I am now is as a manifestation coach and really helping women step into that extraordinary version of their lives and creating permission slips for the lives that they want to live. And I think a huge part of why I'm so passionate about the work I do and what led me specifically to the work that I do is my own story. And, you know, I, I will give a bit of a condensed version, otherwise we will be here all day. But essentially, I grew up in and out of the care system. So I went from being adopted at age three and just having this really wonderful childhood to being orphaned at 14 and struggling with grief and trauma and also discovering my identity growing up as a young black girl in Scotland and 
and mm-hmm. trying to make sense of all this loss that had happened in my world, but also trying to decide like who I was going to be on the other side of it. So it was definitely a very challenging as well as illuminating time of my life. There were a lot of struggles from anxiety, depression, chronic illness. I have actually been diagnosed with endometriosis. So that was something unbeknownst to me that I was also struggling with at that time. But it has also been a time of joy where I really learned the strength of human connections, especially those outside of family, you know, whether it's family, friends, teachers or lecturers who went above and beyond to make sure that um, to make sure that I managed to manifest the things I wanted to manifest in my life and that those impossible dreams didn't actually seem that impossible. And I remember distinctly when I was younger, around the age of being 14 and all I wanted was to have a normal life I wanted to be able to do the things that my friends were doing go on the trips that they were going on and have sleepovers that they were having just normal teenage things and that belief really served me up until a point until I realized that I didn't just want to live a normal life I wanted to live an extraordinary life and it actually felt like that was possible for me and I realized I wasn't alone in going down this path and then realizing, well, maybe this isn't what I want anymore, or maybe I wanted to do things differently or discover who I am. And, and that's what's led me into the work that I do now. Wow. Don't even. So with being, when you say that parents, did something happen to them? So my adoptive mom was a single parent and she passed away when I was 14. Okay. And there was no family or anything. So you went into the system at the age of 14. Wow. Yes. So I was already in the system um, up until age three and then I was adopted. um, And then you're kind of technically out of the system. And then when my mom passed away, we were, um, we went into care again in a kind of different context after that. So how look like for you at such a young age or at what age did that happen when you were like I can do this so from a young age we actually grew up Buddhist we lived next to a Tibetan monastery and so although Buddhism and spirituality are different there are also a lot of similarities so although at that age I wasn't consciously aware of manifestation I did have a bit of a different perspective on life and then when I was 20 I dived in from a spiritual perspective started learning about the law of attraction conscious manifestation and really began implementing it into my life and seeing incredible results so like what were you like do it and see if it works well was there like a pivotal moment for you or did you kind of just fall into it and follow the breadcrumbs I had just gone back to uni to study my second degree and during that time I was feeling very emotionally challenged. I felt like I had gone to do my second degree for the wrong reasons. Um, So when you're in the care system essentially you're supported um, by your leaving care workers until you leave care, you leave the education system. So essentially I was supported by my social workers until I finished uni and having finished my first degree and not really feeling like I knew what I wanted to do or where I was going or what career I wanted to go into. I felt like I needed a bit more time to think about things. So I decided to do my master's 
And during the time that I was studying for my master's, it was a really challenging time for me mentally. And that was when I kind of stumbled into law of attraction, conscious manifestation, kind of during my own spiritual awakening. Wow. I'd like to hear where people get into it, right? Like how it kind of shows up for you in your life. So let's get into the juicy stuff because I know the listeners are a lot of people get stuck within manifesting. And I love that you actually grew up Buddhist because you're right. It is so very similar in a lot of ways, right? Um, What are some of your biggest tips for people who just feel like you did when you were in school and kept pushing and knew it wasn't right for you? Because I mean, intuitively, we always feel if we're like on the right path or if we're really trying to push a situation because someone else told us that's what success looks like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things that you can do is really get to know yourself. So while I was chasing this dream, I was chasing what I'd been told by teachers or what I'd seen in society was a measure of success, but I hadn't really spent a lot of time getting to know myself and what my goals, my desires, my dreams were. I spent a lot of time knowing what my fears were, but not looking on the other side of that and like what excites me, what makes me feel alive, what am I passionate about? So I think that's a really good place to start because honestly, the majority of clients I work with will say that, oh, well, I don't have clarity on this or I don't have clarity on that. But I think the truth is, in fact, pretty much every single person I've worked with has had the clarity. They've just been afraid to admit to themselves what they really want for either fear of it not working out or fear of it working out and that meaning something completely different. Mm. Oof. Isn't that the truth? So how do you personally squash fear what does that look like for you it is an everyday journey (laughs) people are surprised they think oh she's a manifestation coach she's not afraid of anything she's never afraid that things aren't going to happen as she wants or goes through life in a cloud on a bubble and that's definitely that's definitely not true um but I think I'm I'm more aware of fear now whereas before maybe six seven years ago that fear and that anxiety would encompass my whole life to the point where I just felt like I couldn't do anything. Like there were days where I I literally couldn't leave my house from the anxiety. Um, And now moving through fear looks like, first of all, actually being aware that fear is coming up for me and not being ashamed or feeling guilty for that fear or trying to push those feelings away and get rid of those feelings quickly, but actually trying to understand those feelings and understanding the the kind of intersection between conscious and subconscious manifestation because as that subconscious part is where all those fears are living and when we can build a deeper awareness of how your subconscious mind plays into your manifestation process and how many of the thoughts beliefs things that you're even afraid of whenever your fears to begin with then that puts you in a really great place to to move forward and work through those fears so when it comes to me and my own journey with fear is definitely working daily towards having a greater relationship with my subconscious mind, understanding what those fears are, sometimes understanding where they came from, although that's not necessarily essential to move through them, and then choosing how I actually want to believe and how I want to show up and replacing those thoughts that don't serve me with the ones that do in in a really aligned way. Oh, yeah, that's 
that. That's magic, right? That's uh, so interesting that Absolutely. you bring that up. Writing my second book right now with Hey How. I'm really rewiring the neuroscience behind the subconscious mind and where, where we get stuck. And so for the books, I always have to do so much research. So right now I'm kind of in like this data input area of life where I'm like just having to research, research. And one of the things that I was researching is like, you know, really what percentage of our subconscious is driving the wheel? And it's, which leaves us 5% for the conscious mind. And if you think about that, like when we're running from shadow work or we're running from all the things of that full integration of playing nice with the subconscious and making it feel safe, right? And doing the not so we get are going to continue to get blocked and get stuck in that fear like you're talking about. So I love that you utilize that. And I really want to hear too about you created a method, the vibes method, vibe method. Am I saying that right? The vibes method. Yes. So the vibes method was, uh, what well, is <laughs> a five step process for aligned manifestation that I created after having been on my spiritual and conscious manifestation journey for a while and also just to clarify if people listen to it and like why she keeps saying conscious manifestation why don't you just saying manifestation um is because we are all manifesting all the time anyway so for me conscious manifestation is the intentionality behind manifestation rather than just letting things happen it's about being intentional about what you want to create and being intentional about shifting those subconscious patterns and behaviors so this is a journey that I'd been on for a few years. I'd had great success in the first couple of years and building off of that success, I wanted to create my second ever vision board. I was like, oh, I'm the queen at this. I am the manifestation pro. I can create anything. And I honestly felt very good about it. And then looking back a couple of years later at that vision board that I created, I realized that actually none of the things I had put on there had manifested, which I think is, is something that a lot of people face when it comes to creating vision boards. But I hadn't expected that to be something for me. And I'm like, well, why has this happened? And getting down to the root of things, what I actually realized was that the way I had been going about manifestation was all wrong. And I decided to create a method for manifestation that was based on my own successes, based on the successes of other people, and also combining those spiritual, strategic, and scientific elements to, to creating this really all-rounded process that is a blueprint that you can follow to manifest the life of your dreams. That is amazing. And how do you walk people through this? And it's true, too. I hear people all the time, they're like, I'm making a vision board, I'm making a vision board. And then a year goes by, and they're like, oh, it didn't happen. Or the flip side, they make a vision board and they do all the action steps. And they, I, it was so funny. So I have the best vision board story. You ready for this? So when I had my, I had my oldest son, I have three, before I got pregnant with my daughter, I made my first vision board ever, like my first serious one, right? And on it was a picture of a mom and a dad. And the dad was like holding up a little baby and the mom was running behind this little boy on a bike. I didn't even think about the baby. I just was thinking like, oh, we're going to get outside and do more stuff together. Like that was my intention, right? I put this picture on the vision board and I find out I'm pregnant a month later. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I had dug out that vision board and I was like, oh, <laughs> 
but I was really getting into manifestation and actually doing the pair of things too. That was just for fun. But I always crack up looking at that. So every time I hear vision board, I think of that story and I'm like, be careful. <laughs> Absolutely. So conscious, when we talk about setting that intention, what is the difference between just talking about manifesting and expecting it to fall in your lap and being intentional with your manifestation? Can you really break down some clarity around that for us? Yeah, well, I believe the first thing that you talked about is is essentially just wishful thinking. And, you know, we can all hope and wish and dream for our lives to be different or wouldn't it be nice if this happened? But there's a real difference between thinking about something and taking steps to make it happen. So that is action in the 3D. That is um, that's belief work. That's working through your own limiting beliefs. And actually, you know, the, the steps that we go through in the Vibes Method is that, Yes, intention setting is important, but before you even begin looking at setting those intentions, you have to begin with the process of embodying the vibe, which is the V in the vibes method is embodying the vibe of your higher self. And this is not, you immediately need to become the most perfect version of yourself because I also don't believe that your higher self is perfect or better. I just believe Mm. your higher self is, is, you know, the the dream that you want to live is not just about what you have, but it's about who you are. So when you're setting intentions, it has to come from the place of I am this person and these are the things that align with the person that I am. And I think that is a key distinction in just having wishful thinking in wouldn't it be nice into I'm manifesting this because this aligns with my values and there is is no other way about it. Like when I set my intentions now and I think about the things I'm manifesting now, they're aligning with my values of freedom. They're aligning with my values of connection and it it makes me feel something beyond like, oh, like this little amount of money would be nice or I'm currently working towards passing my driving test and it's not just like, oh, passing my driving test will be cool. It's like, wow, the opportunity to explore new places with a car and the confidence I'm going to feel in my ability to go places and I feel it on a really visceral level so Mm. I believe that feeling your intentions on a visceral level and creating those powerful intentions allows you to take those aligned actions and and that is what we really want to be working towards is feeling something and acting on those feelings oh absolutely so wait you're driving to I'm 29 I'm 29 but I just always grew up in like uh, I grew up in a really I'm like, I'm rural need part some of Scotland. Story on so. this. Okay. <laughs> yes, I just like I've never really needed to drive. Like I grew up in a really small town in Scotland, and then I moved to a slightly bigger, small city to study for uni, and then I moved to Melbourne, Australia, where I live now, where there is incredible public transport links. I'm a short walk from the city, so I've never actually really needed needed to drive, and I I still don't particularly need to, but it's something that I desire to do now. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I was like, there's a story behind this and I need it. (laughs) So you really have been all over. How did you end up in Australia from Scotland? So ending up in Australia from Scotland, again, was something that happened during the my master's year at uni in Scotland. I don't know what the situation is for you, whether a degree is three or four years, but in Scotland, a degree is four years and then your master's is one year. So by the time I would have finished all that, it would have been like five years in uni, not to mention like however many years I was at school. So I was like, this needs a break. <laughs> I need a break. I'm done. Right. Um, and I didn't want to go straight into a career and I knew that I wanted to take some time out. And I think there was one person that I knew who we weren't like particularly friends we just knew each other through mutual friends and I'd seen that she was living in Australia and she was just having an incredible time so 
um, I was talking about it one day with one of my friends and she was like, oh my goodness, I've been thinking about moving to Australia as well. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's move to Australia together. So plan to move to Australia with one of my close friends. And then about three weeks before I got a text message from my friend and she's like, hey, just to let you know, I'm not coming. I'm not going to be coming anymore. So you should go by yourself. No. Yes. And you did I was it. devastated. Yeah, I was really devastated. And secondly, I was still like suffering with quite severe anxiety at this point in my life. So I'm like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to meet people? How am I going to know what to do? But at the same time, I'm also like, um, I've already booked my leaving party and I've already like given up my lease. Like I kind of have to leave. So um, I did end up going. It was terrifying. I cried on the plane. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then the moment that I got off the plane, because I went to actually travel in, in Asia, Southeast Asia for seven weeks first. And I got off the plane in Bangkok and I was like, this is day one of the rest of your life. And I just instantly felt like this had been one of the best decisions that I'd ever made. And it's now six and a half years later and I still feel exactly the same. It was, it was just incredible. Oh, I love Australians. I have a few clients from Australia and I always joke. I'm like, my next retreat is going to be in Australia, I swear. And so beautiful out there. So let's talk about the kangaroos. Are there kangaroos where you live? Oh, no. Well, I mean, I live in a city, so. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. No kangaroos. Me, no. <laughs> oh. no. <laughs> I had to. So I have seen them, but apparently they're quite aggressive, you know. Are they? Yeah, yeah. People have like kangaroo barriers on their cars and buses. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. I, do, I love things that are like so common that people don't even look twice at that you're like what in the heck is happening right now you know <laughs> <laughs> we're all sheltered um so giving the audience really three tools that they can start implementing in their lives right away um, and walk away from this just feeling like you know what do this this is the first day of the rest of my freaking life what would it be the top three things that you would tell them Um, The first thing that I would say is on this journey of manifesting your extraordinary life, one of the most powerful things that you can do is begin to see yourself as an extraordinary person. Because when you see yourself as an extraordinary person, you have this belief of, of course, these things are going to happen to me. This is an expectation that you speak over your life. And I know at the moment there's um, a trend on TikTok um around like lucky girl syndrome and kind of like oh, yes, a little bit of that but I also um <laughs> I also actually re- recently recorded an episode <laughs> on the problem with TikTok's lucky girl syndrome so you know I do I do have I do have some thoughts on that but it, it goes beyond just thinking that you're <laughs> it goes beyond thinking that you're a lucky person to just an expectation and an acknowledgement of just how powerful and how incredible you are. And when you begin to believe that about yourself, your reality shifts in response to that. And that's not just from a spiritual level. It's literally rewiring, rewiring the way that your brain works. It's changing your neural pathways. It's, it's filtering into your reticular activating system, which is both pieces of your subconscious mind and neuroscience, which I don't want to get too deep into in this episode, but you have to know that it's not just about doing things on one level. It's the strategy, it's the spirituality and the science that is all mixed together. And the intersection of those three things is manifestation. The second thing I would say is to 
go after things that you are a little bit afraid of and know that just because it doesn't happen exactly as you expected doesn't mean that it's never going to happen or doesn't mean something even better than that isn't going to happen. I always love to share with people the story of manifesting my dream apartment and the steps that it took to get here. And I had this list of everything that I wanted in a dream apartment. And I actually kind of modeled it after like my favorite home as as a kid. We lived in these apartments in Edinburgh, Scotland. And it was like this really modern apartment with a concierge. And I just thought it was like the coolest thing ever. It was just such an incredible space. And so living in Australia as an adult, I'm like, oh my goodness, I want to recreate this as an adult having my own space. And I had this list of everything that I wanted. And then I actually ended up viewing a house, not an apartment. I'm like, oh, like maybe this is it. And I applied for it. And I actually got rejected from this house. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Am I going to find somewhere to live? Um, And I felt like really downtrodden with the whole experience. And then the second viewing that I went to like this was my place. I knew as soon as I stepped into the building, it was a modern apartment. When I went into the apartment itself, there was a bookshelf. One of the books on there was Brenny Brown's Daring Greatly, which one of my all-time favorite books. And my new flatmate at the time was like, yeah, and if you move in, you can borrow all the books you want. I was like, oh my goodness, sign me up right now. Um, <laughs> and five minutes after leaving, he texted me and was like, I would really love for you to to move in here if you'd like to and everything about that apartment was perfect except for one thing and that one thing was actually a pretty significant thing because my bedroom did not have a window so I was really happy in the apartment building it had a gym and all these amenities but my room did not have a window did not have any natural daylight which was quite important to me and so I was still living there for a year and then my flatmate was like hey just to let you know I'm actually going to be moving out and he owned all the furniture, including my bed. (laughs) So I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to refurnish this apartment myself. What am I going to do? But he actually also had the master bedroom with floor to ceiling windows and a balcony leading outside that would become mine because he was moving out. So although it didn't happen like exactly as I imagined or expected to, and it took a bit of a higgledy-piggledy road to get there, I ended up manifesting my dream apartment in the best way possible. And Um, I still live in this apartment building now actually in an even better apartment in the same building three doors down from my old place and it's just so beautiful the way that everything has happened in a way that I would have never like written in my intentions I'm going to move into this place and then a year later this is going to happen like I could have never known that so really stay open to those possibilities and then I guess the last thing that I would say is really dive into that subconscious work you know just as Courtney was talking about the the power of your subconscious mind it it really is everything and I do have a free masterclass on this which I think will be in the show notes but learning about the difference between your conscious and subconscious mind allows you to take the power back because if your subconscious mind is running 95% of your life it's really important that with the 5% you do have control over the influence that it's having on your subconscious mind is leading you towards your dreams not away from them. Mm, I love that. So if someone wants with you and has questions and wants to dive further, and I will include everything in the show notes too if you guys come running and asking, so... Yeah, absolutely. So if you have any questions, queries, 
comments <laughs> um instagram i'm a fierce alter with an underscore under my name and i also have a podcast the manifest edit podcast as well and then that free masterclass about um the power of subconscious manifestation which will tell you more. thank you so much for listening to the sweetest little life today i hope you walk away feeling inspired feeling a little bit more lighter a little bit more free than what you were before you hit that play button As always, please, sharing is caring. We love to hear your thoughts. We love to get feedback, um, guest recommendations, all the things. And if you're not subscribed, hit that little subscribe button before you leave today. And until next time, we will be hanging out soon.